I'm just a gentleman, never been a gangster. So when I'm peddling, I'm only out here trying to make something. So what the devil did? He come around and start to shake stuff. Start bus ride home. What's good? What's good? What's good, man? I'm in here with the landscaper fives on. If y'all ain't know, it's super dead. It's hot, nigga. It's hot. It's hot as fuck. As always, it's the Lex the super villain. It's the wise demigod. And we have new wave in the building. Yes, Golf club, golf club, golf club. Let's pop. Let's take me in the chill vibes. You see the vibes today? Yes, Joshua Mars. Studio. This is new wave Genesis. What's popping, everybody? Or Freddie Lake. So yeah, I've personally worked with both of these guys in the past. I'm gonna probably put some of their videos on. Editing me. You gonna hate me, but put some of their clips back up that we did. Helicopters or Mercury broke the monitors laying on the ground in the line right behind of us. We see the signs, tell me you see a sign of us. It ain't enough that you tease me with it in high school A killer with it, like thriller with it, that might boo Baby, I'm crazy, but crazy, no crazy, baby And shawty, that booty crazy, I'm tripping, but that's the mission I'm trying to... Castle Delaware. Um, we've been building this for going on seven years now. Should we be in 2021? Blessed to finally, you know, see the 20s. Yes. Right? <laughs> mm -hmm. um, Raging 20s. Yeah. And we, and <laughs> so it's, it's fitting we're in our mid 20s, so we just out here grinding as, you know, as young millennials should. But yeah, we do we do a lot on the creative side, man. As you, as Dewaz said, you know we do a, a, a few videos with him. Um, but we're getting into video production ourselves. Yep. We've been doing you know music production, audio engineering for collectively like 20 years with all the people we got in here now. So just getting more engineers, more producers. I was saying, how many since like at least when we I used to work with y'all, um, like artists and just like since y'all started with to how has it grown now? So I mean, artist wise, like as a label, we sort of disbanded. So every artist that I was working with is kind of doing their own thing, but we still work with them on a certain level. Like producer and engineer wise, we got like eight of us now that are around. You know, four or five different engineers now, but a couple producers as well. Just just for making beats. So we, we looking to capitalize in that direction before we go trying to sign artists again. Like that no, Signing artists is a, it's a hard, it's a, it's a hard, I wanted to go check a watch that wasn't there. That's how hard it is. Like I was like, look at the time. Um, No, I've, I've definitely been there. Um, So Evil Media started off as um, Evil Productions and um, there were three artists and like a comedian okay. and uh, two beat makers. And then I was like the house engineer. Right. Um, and also the label head. Right. So it was, um, it was trialing because with artists being so young in their artistry, they don't really need the structure of a label. Right. 
they actually kind of need to be free form to fail. Right. So that by the time they get to a label and labels are telling them, hey, let's do this, let's do that, they're not resisting that anymore. You know, a friend of mine had recently signed to a label and has a manager and stuff now, and he's very coachable to everything that they say. But it's re he says it all the time, it's really just because I did it on my own and I failed so many times doing different things. So when they tell me, yeah, this is how you do it, I'm like, oh, okay, that's why that was fucking up for me. Rather than me being like, well, I want to do it my way. I'm like, no, I actually tried to do that and I did it a different way and it didn't work. So you're telling me, okay, this is how you're right. going to do it. So you got to fail first. So signing young artists, you know, or I'll say that to all the young artists out there. If you're young in your artistry, a couple years, you haven't really pushed yourself the way a label will push you. Don't even look for a label, don't even look for a manager. You just gotta break down that ego first. Yeah. Yeah. And you gotta light a fire under you gotta light a, a fire under your own. Oh ass. yeah, we definitely yeah, our talks back when yeah, yeah we're dealing with that type I of mean, shit. Plenty of people like everybody has an ego. I have an ego myself, but I just don't let it get in my way. Right. Yeah. I know I know my worth and there's a lot of people who still are fighting for like what is my path you know what am i doing as an artist and when you don't even know that right it, it's tough to take any direction because you're still trying to find your own right definitely. That, that, i mean that falls in with a lot of artists that we see here uh is doing other stuff doing other things that are taking you away from really going and pushing towards your passion because being an artist is difficult. You gotta be that artist 100% of the time. Yeah. Like, it's a role. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really, that's what I think. Yeah, that's why I feel like it would feel artist. like, especially, yeah. like, I feel like it would be, You. it's like different from just being from Josh, from being like from Mars half the time. Yeah, to be Mars, yeah. it's a whole, it's a whole act. So it's, um, it's great that we've kind of segued into this because last season we spoke a lot on as men, what we can do to, you know, uh, tap in with our mental health and make sure that we are not overexerting ourselves and you know creating a path that really is just self-destruction by the time you're like 60 um which is to me is still young yeah we wait you know no i mean just like destruction i mean like you be dead by 60 right? you know what i mean like uh, that's actually like a very large statistic for men that a lot of men die and they like you know early to late 60s and we just have a shorter life expectancy than you know women just because of the lack of time we spend on that mental health part because we'll, we'll just work through a lot of things that wind up you know i have this uh same where it's like they call it disease but if you break the word up it's disease. you feel me so it's like if you're in disease like of course you're gonna have all these diseases if you're stressed out all the fucking time you know what i mean your mental isn't even doing well so how is it gonna run a body exactly so what we're speaking on on this season is we're asking a bunch of different entrepreneurs and people out here who are grinding um more so what does it mean to like because we're speaking mostly to men we did have an episode last episode where we spoke to um you know a couple of the females of the lgbt community and they was able to speak about it from their perspective and that's what we do a lot on this show we want to make sure we get it from the right perspective exactly. we're not going to be like well i think because i don't right but i like, think they already happen. got that of us first season so now <laughs> that's why we're trying to go around with every type of like i told you we did MMA fighter, fucking, like you said, LGBTQ, um, comedy group. We got graphic artists, we're doing next, we're streamer, I think, next yeah, as well. Yeah, so we have all over spectrum, so just to get certain aspects of what people went through to get through there, to like to get to the rise where they are now. The, the question is, what does it mean to you to be you? 
it really started off as what does it mean to be a man, but I've really kind of really d- d- like really sat with it for like over the last couple episodes and I've kind of gotten it more honed in. So what does it mean to you, Mr. Mars, Mr. Genesis, to be you, you know, the things you've gone through and what do they mean as who you are today? Like for myself, I know a lot of my failures and my shortcomings play a big part in who I am today. Like I wouldn't even like, I don't even regret any of them. I can't even because I'm like, yo, like if I never went through that, then I want to learn this and then I want to did that. And you know, like all of that played a big part. So, um, so we just want to, you know, tap in with you guys as you being successful gentlemen, you know, cool guys, you know, so like I said, it was just like, I, like I said, I've known these guys for years and I've seen them where like, we both was working at the mall, fucking everybody was here doing yeah. full-time jobs. At the mall. Sheesh. Yeah, Sheesh. and fuck, we all have worked there. I never got hired at the mall. What the fuck? Nope. I, 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 get I never get hired. You lucky. I'm just like, how do you, but it's like now these guys are literally full-functioning engineers. Like this is what they do type shit. This is like the strive that every person in the artist game wants to come and do. So I can't. Like, I get Walmart spank and I've seen the growth and shit every time. That's what we're talking to. We're talking to people who live off what they love. Right. So that's that's what it's all about. Exactly. That's that's like, that's where we're going to get to in this conversation is, I mean, that's at the end of the day is to live doing what you love every day because that's what's going to fulfill you. Money, right, is a tool. So many people are worried about money. As Gary Vee says all the time, I, I love, he's a super mentor of mine. I love watching his videos and he really says like you can get any job you can just get a job anytime you want right exactly. if you want to go get a job fill out a resume yeah throw it at them you don't even have to do that personal that's happening i'm fucking amazon just said they're not testing for you no more they just hire so so if you need money like money is out there you can go get it right to fund your passion right you got to spend your off hours right doing what you love and that's the only way to build something that's gonna function for you uh, as a tool within society, right? That's the biggest question is like, how do I take a passion of mine and make it useful to other people uh, so that we can function? Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, looking at it from the other scope, I I like that y'all restructure the question. you know, not not what, yeah, not what what is it to to be a man, but to be you, because to me that really gets into you know everybody's different, mm-hmm. and um, you know, like you said, everything that you've grown up with and everything that's happened to you only really happened to you specifically. Correct. So very uniquely, right? Right. I mean, people can relate but nobody can really live your life. Right, so when you're looking at what it really means to be you, it's only something you can answer, so it it is a very unique question that you should expect a lot of different answers from. And that's what makes it so powerful because you can, if you take that time to self-reflect and really embrace not only what you've been given, mm-hmm. but everything that is coming to you and everything that you put yourself into because that's what happens in life. It's not, you know, the world working against you. In my eyes, it's 
you really capitalizing on what you can bring to the table. And once you're able to really put all of that together, you can give a concise answer of what it means to be you. And I think it's just whatever passions you have, just go for them. And, and like I said, with being an artist, you gotta be that 100% of the time. And it's, it's difficult to think about splitting yourself between your passions if you have more than one, but you can definitely put your all into into different things it might not be at the same time uh you might have to work for something and build it up and then leave it to somebody else and then work on your next baby after that but you can definitely exercise all of what you think is is you and it's funny that you say that because uh something i'll definitely be telling my son and i tell a lot of people whenever i'm fellowshipping with them that um, the greatest work you could ever do as a person is to plant the seeds for a tree you'll never get the shade from. Right. I believe it's like an old Chinese proverb or something like that that I got it from. I can't remember which culture, but I know it wasn't. Somebody else said it. Like, it's not me, you know. I bit that. I stole it. <laughs> but, <laughs> I'll be honest, man. You gotta be honest. Hey, leave me your credibility. But, um, no, seriously, like, sometimes your job is not to do the glorified part of the job. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Your job might be to do the dirty work, build the foundation, get everything done, and then somebody else is going to do the work that actually people are going to be like, oh, yeah, that guy did the work. And you kind of got to take that bullet sometimes because that you you weren't in it for, you know. It's, it's It's that passion and being able to see something like that fulfilled and not only because you did it but still being able to continue afterwards mm-hmm. is, is super and it really it comes down to did you love the work right, right. even right. if like even if the credit isn't yours at the end of the day up front right everybody like gets a, a credit roll that's right. why when you watch a movie there's a, a million names on there like and everybody knows the director's name and the people who starred in it but other than that they're like who are all these people and they put in hours and they got paid for for a skill that they built you know and they enjoy doing that and that's that's what it comes down to is like does your does what you do during the day fulfill you yeah you know i follow uh as a guy who wants to shoot cinematography later in life i follow a couple guys from instagram like i'll see their name as they're like the cam operators for certain things because mm-hmm. i always all right, so what I'll do is like I'll watch a movie and I'll, you know, the credits roll and I'll be like, yo, um, I'll take the guy's name and be like, yo, who did what scene? You can find that like later in public, like it'll just be around. Yeah. So whenever I see like a really crazy action scene or one where like I feel like somebody had to chase them, I'm like, yo, I'm about to follow this guy. Right. Like, I'm gonna see what he's talking about. Yo, these guys are cam guys. And they be like, putting yeah. you on game They're too. Important. Yeah. Like they be telling you what gear and everything they be using, how to actually get certain angles and stuff. Because like you said, they love it. Like when I say they're cam guys, like they be they're buff. You know what I'm saying? Because they got they hold they got hold on that gear and you know? stuff. But the fucking gimbals be like 50, 30, 50 pounds. Especially if we're talking about the sturdy mm-hmm. drums. So um, but they love what they do. So it's like. Um, it's nothing for them to just be on here on this Instagram. Some of them don't even have a ton of followers. They may right. have like 1,200 followers. Right. But, like, but you know their followers do know. Like I shoot Marvel. I shoot. Right. You know what I mean? They know what I do. And it's I love being a part of that community. You know because yeah. a lot of these guys. 
it'd be a lot of super gems, especially yeah. like and like you said, there's a lot of positions that don't get highlighted to you know that help make the whole dream come true. Like mm-hmm. everybody Definitely. just focused on like you said the main actors and the director, but yeah. I'll be like, there's a nigga holding the lights, there's a nigga holding the fucking that, boom that light. Lighting thing. Yeah. Fags like they all producers. You know what I'm saying? Like the the liaison between cam guys and actors. You know what I mean? Cam guy might be like, yo, I need him to be on this part of the grid, blah, 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 blah. You know, somebody has to relay that to an actor. You know, it's a lot, bro. I even th- the people in the green team, like, green they team. gotta even have the correct right. snacks. Even the fucking intern running sure. around getting very specific uh, items. <laughs> items for these fucking actors. Right. So these that should be ridiculous. Right? But you have to love it. I, I personally, like, I interned doing a lot of things I thought I wanted to do. Mm. And that's why I don't do them now. Yeah, like I did, I interned and I was like, "Yeah, I don't love this. Yeah, like this is." You gotta try it. You, out. you know what I mean? I, the first time I spent hours in the studio, for me personally, I've been doing music since I was like seven years old. There's a wow. song on YouTube right now. You look it up, right? Oh, uh, what is it it's called? You are, you're just it's called club hopping, right? I'm like seven years old, bro. I don't know who let me get on the mic. I do, but I'm not gonna expose them. Who released? They let me write the words I wrote and say what I said on the mic and then promote it as musical art. So I've been doing that since about that time. Every time I sit in a room like this. And I'm able to do these type of things. I feel so fulfilled from it, start to end. Like right. I really barely worry about the dollar amount. The money comes in, and I just throw it in the corner somewhere to reinvest into the business because this is so fulfilling. I, I've loved it since a very, very young age. I could have been a lawyer. I could have been a forensic scientist. I could have even been an athletic trainer. And all, these are all things that I still actively do. I still train. I, I still study, you know, law and all types of legalities and things of that nature, just because it's funny for me. Yeah. Um, Hobbies. Yeah, you know, they're just hobbies. Right. They're hobbies, but they're not what I love. Like, I couldn't be nobody's intern running around getting specific things. Right. Like, and some people get that mixed up, but hobby isn't like what really can be a hobby and what can be a suitable career. Yeah. Sometimes. And I'm not going to like throw anybody's passion down or any shit like that because people throw fucking art. But you can be a serious ass hobbyist, man. Yeah. Like, you know? If you, if you have a market for your product, or your service, whatever it may be, and you can make money off of it. You could, you could potentially turn that hobby into a career. You okay. can anything and, you and, can. And that's like, it. Right. Nigga, you, there's a possible. business off of pet rocks. Right. Exactly. Right. With a it's fucking speaker. Possible. So it's like, yeah, it is possible, but it's just like sometimes people. I think people still find it takes lifetime sometimes too, or you know, it could be early as you know, all of us in here. So I mean, I so, I, so mine was at like seven. So at like what point, what age did you start to feel like yo, like this is where I'm going? So for me, it was like I was like 19 okay. when I knew that like music was my life. I was into music before that, right? But mm-hmm. like whenever I tried to get my way into something musical, I was always finding like pushback just in my entire environment yeah. so <laughs> I that. only until I you know got like graduated high school I got out of the house I started doing my own thing like music you know really was just like the only thing I had anymore um, so I started working and then just building a studio like the, mm-hmm. you know I didn't have a bunch of money so I wasn't gonna go you know find a manager and pay for a whole team and like I wasn't gonna build myself up as an artist I just decided 
I'm gonna record myself and Elijah and we just, you know, got down to it. We just started doing the dirty work. You know, my man Mike was recording with us too at the very start and we just brought more artists around us and producers, you know, started doing our own thing more and more. I say after like four or five years, I mean, we find that we moved out my parents' house, we came out here, we set this whole thing up and we started actually charging people. You know, and then it was still just a hobby, right? That I could charge people for. Yeah. It was just, it was a little bit different. It was like it was a skill that I had now honed and like, I knew I could mix okay. Right. Um, and then it got to the point where we had worked on so many different songs. You could see in the other studio, like the, the amount of people that had signed our door. I mean, it's basically filled up now. We've worked with so many artists in Delaware and seen so many different vibes that like, we just, we both feel comfortable with working with anybody of any genre and mixing it down, making it sound good. So that was the point where I quit my job last year in July. So it's almost been a whole year now. And uh, and I was during COVID, right? Like, and the business- That's just been crazier. Yeah, the business picked up more than ever. I keep just trying to tell people, this is a pandemic if you is a pandering ass nigga. <laughs> This that was a pandemic crazy. for your boy, okay? Right. <laughs> no, right. no, I mean, it's just life is all about, you know, getting dealt the hand of cards and how you gonna play them, oh. right? My poker face is fucking. <laughs> I could be going through so much pain. So much pain. I really had to learn for myself this year, mental health wise. Like, if mm -hmm. we want to take it all the way back to that, like, what it is to be me right and, mm -hmm. and be myself is to fight you know the battles in my head right because a lot of people deal with mental health issues yeah. and i'm recently you know now uh, have a new diagnosis new prescription and i'm on a new path in life right. that i didn't see years ago i didn't ever feel yeah. like i was gonna get to that point where yeah. i felt good about where i was even though I was doing all these things, right? I could still make all this shit happen and not feel good about my place in life. Yeah. So to finally like reach a point where I feel like I'm moving towards loving myself and my surroundings and just enjoying what I do every day because it is something that I love, but it can be tough when you start putting limits on yourself, telling yourself you, you can't do this, you can't do that, or you need to get it done at a certain time. like. Life is gonna happen, and you do just gotta take it at, at, at your own pace and make it happen for you. Let's say, and then for your side, yep. Um, so, yeah, I, uh, I started with music when I was like, I wanna say three. Damn. Uh, I, was in, I was in choir. Uh, church church choir yeah <laughs> um, i love church after that just uh, praise and worship though i don't care i can leave after that <laughs> i, I got drunk from falling asleep there praise and worship yes really i fell asleep so much through church like church praise and worship got, is so hype i got sma i got smacked by other people's aunties in the middle of church for keep falling asleep i was like dog i'm bored and then i got in a fight at, in a uh, sunday school Oh, no. Damn. So, what, no, hey, nah. That little doc had it coming. She kept saying, I was like, because what? Because I kept fucking, I did not feel like listening to shit. It did not stimulate my mind. No offense to anybody religious. I, it's just, she, she said, you were straight going to hell for not listening. I was like, oh, work? 
So then you swung on her. She called you Demon Spawn. Yes. <laughs> and then you swung on her. I kicked her in the chest. Oh. And I kicked her in the Spartan kicked her. In the church. He said, I'm going to show you. Laid her down hell. in the pews. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, so. Leaving that alone. Choir at a young age. Oh. And from there, it was uh, it was just choir up and through all of school and mm -hmm. all the way through college. Um, and I really started writing um, songwriting when I was about thirteen. Mm -hmm. And then when did you both like meet to like start doing this like as a collaborative type of effort? So we met in middle school, actually. But at that point, Bro. we weren't doing music together. Middle school in Delaware. Middle school is different. Yeah. Yo, oh, <laughs> God, bro. I enjoy some middle school years more than high school no years. You know, Delaware high school is definitely very toxic. It's very degrassy. It's very degrassy. Right. Yeah, right. That's exactly <laughs> what it was. <laughs> middle cool. school was definitely like Ned's declassified. Like, like shit was lit. Weird so, shit be happening. So middle middle school for us was Word. was more degrassy. Oh, it was not it. like yeah, y'all 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 castle boys, right? No, no, no. Nah. Go from women's. Oh, oh. Right. So, <laughs> so, so, like, that's. Yo, Tally. Oh, now, yeah. Okay. Yeah! People was moving weight, like, and I'm yeah. not even talking fucking, like, like, they was moving weight in mm -hmm. middle school. Mm -hmm. and, like, I'm just like, bro. What Bobby Schmerner said? I've been selling crazy like the fifth grade. It was seventh grade. It was two years in. Yeah, he was not a rookie. Right. No. <laughs> they was vets at it already. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So, um, yeah, I was I was really into uh, into choir and just expanding my voice. I was I was tight with all of my all of my directors. Um, so music was just something that I was really just honing all the way up from when I was young. I remember the the craziest story. I was on a, a road trip with my family to a water park. And my aunt, uh, her radio on her car was broke. And so little 10 year old me no decided way. to uh, sing the entire Confessions album. What? From memory. That John T. From memory. I knew you had good taste. <laughs> bro, that my mom my could God. not understand why I needed this album. <laughs> like, That's why, my like, album. like, why do you know but this I'm album? But I'm like 10, right. bro. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, why do you? We, I was doing the same we thing. We were about to go Back when they had the bulky CDs. I had the album. I had the bulky CDs every time on Radio Trip. And they heard it too. Listen, they were like, why are you we were, listening to this? You have nothing we about You were this. on a plane trip to Orlando, Florida. <laughs> And my mom was like, get a CD because you're not going to be bothering me on the plane. Thanks. So we in the Chinese spot. You know they got the bootleg CDs. Yeah. So I first put out some John. It was like some like DJ hip hop. So I had like a bunch of different people. Jim Jones, 50 something. Right, That's a cool okay. John. Got, got a nice little variety. I'm like 10. Let's just get that back out there one more time. Then I'm like, is that Ush? <laughs> oh, I need this. My mom like, what the fuck you doing with this? I'm like, mom, just get it. They're $2. Like, That's a lot of questions. Like... Bro, the album, yeah, and I also got all the you R. Kelly track in the closet. The whole album, the whole too, album for, and I'm guessing like what was this, like Dorney Park or some shit? Yeah, it was, it was like right, a two yeah, hour ride, yeah, yeah. and you said, and I was just like, dang, I what what album do I really know mm. from start to finish that I just want to bang right now? That is, and it was Usher wild. Confessions. 
And yeah, so that was that was really one of my moments. I was like, this music shit is really for me. And just like, to this is what I want to do. My bad to cut you off, but like yeah, yeah. to for like definitive purposes, like because they're not just like hip hop artists. For people who are wondering, like I like I said, I worked with these guys for a long time. Um, there, what would you say is like your definitive style or genre that you both do? Because it's not just like the one, regular. As, yeah. as far as you know, releasing music, I'd I'd say it's some sort of combination of rap, hip hop. Uh, but y'all have a bit pop and alternative, right? Because it's like y'all right. have a very unique sound from right. every, from the day I worked with y'all. We be rapping. Right. <laughs> right. Like, I try to tell you, rap is a like, verb. It's not a genre. Right. It's a verb. Like, yeah. We definitely be rapping genre. over shit, but we got a lot of different vibes. Right. Right? From Spacey to all the way back to 90s Boom Bat, you know, and we can rock R&B tracks. Like, Rain Shine is my newest single out, and that I produced that track and then sung on it, and, you know, it was just it's a different vibe. After working with female singers and mm. taking it to a different level, like, engineering and production-wise, I'm like, yo, music is, I mean, That's the thing, because, like, when I first, like I said, when we first met and then you introduced me, you guys, at uh, Pax and shit, and, like, I actually started hearing y'all music. Yeah, so we all, no. literally everybody in the all had that phase. We yeah, all, I can't shop at Pax no more, though. My thighs. Yeah, nah, we had a job that used to work with. I was about to say, because. Wait, is Kara still working? Mm-hmm. Oh, she still does? Yeah. I'm about to ask her. Take care of her. Shout out to Kara. I do, but. I don't know. I haven't been to the mall in fucking ever. I think that happens after you work at the mall so long, you just. You make your mission not to go there. I can't go. I can go. You can go pick this up at Target. I'm like, I'll go to Walmart real quick. Walmart over not even Target. Target. Even though Target, it's Target is just a piece for Walmart, but it's just because it's at the mall. It's a part of the mall. It's part of mall. You just want to avoid mall. Associated on that campus. But ever since like I met y'all and like I listened to literally almost everybody's tracks, it wasn't like I say your stereotypical like everybody hop on the the Delaware trap like tri-state area trap wave. Right. It was like you said a mix of certain melodies, a mix of certain styles. And actually spitting on a type of like conscious rap, I remember you telling me it was. And you can see that that kind of, I mean, with him telling you everybody, you know, about the choir, you can always kind of see where that comes from. Like, I've played a part in choir for a very long time. I was forced. Um, I am not a singer by any port or regard. <laughs> um, but I was forced and I enjoyed it. You know, I used to actually do, you know, sidebar, I used to do praise dance at okay. church. Like, I was a heavy praise dancer. So, and I love praise dance, bro. Like, I loved it. Like, every yeah, moment of it. Huh? I was never a big thing. No. I didn't, bro. Again, forced into it, but I was yeah. like, yo, this song is kind of tough, bro. And my mom was like, you like it because there's girls. I'm like, that's part of it. The fuck? I mean, These girls are ugly. That's not even why we're here, bro. Uh, <laughs> like, I'm about to say, when I was in the dance, but I was a contemporary. Oh, bro, just contemporary. I'm so dramatic. I just love it. But, um, <laughs> you know, it kind of comes from that. And then I was also going to ask you, um, because I feel like your style might come from a lot of those pushbacks you was talking about. Um, early on when you was like, you know, you got into it at 19, but there was trials before right. that, right? I was definitely working and, you know, trying to be a rapper and mm-hmm. just any, like, any feedback was just so negative, you know what I'm saying? And right. being a little white kid, I was scrawnier than I am now and, like, I really didn't have flow, like, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't 
no one's fault. Like, yeah, you know, right. that's, I'm, I'm you young. Was we was in middle school. That's, right. you know, people going to take shots at who they want to. So uh-huh. it is what it is. You know, I Kids just kept ruthless. working. It got to the point where, you know, one of our brothers, is, his cousin, you know, uh, was always around with us. And he would see me working. And he just always tell me, you know, keep going, keep rapping. Like, and to a point where he was telling me, all right, that shit, like, that bar kind of fire. Like, yeah, go off of that. And to the point where I got confident enough in myself to be like, all right, I'm going to start recording. Because it was a point, we, we was on the on a phone, on the SoundCloud app, just mm-hmm. banging off the speaker, recording in the bathroom, just like thinking we could rap, right? Oh, the old yeah. dummy. Yeah. So we, had, I mean, we went through the Going trials, dummy. and we just put it out, and people was giving their feedback, and yeah. people was like, oh, some people was like, oh, this is hot, but a lot of people was just like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and, and, and cool. I mean, I mean you going to get that, though, but that helped mold you. It, right, it helped build my skin to the point where all right like there's gonna be people in the industry that's gonna talk to you any type of way if they don't like your stuff then you're out the window mm-hmm. so i just had to become versatile went to different studios right and started to build myself up like it's crazy but when i was 19 right i got kicked out of college um, i got arrested kicked out of college and like no money now i'm in debt to school and lawyers and all this stuff and i'm just like how am i gonna do how am I gonna live now like what's you know almost went to jail right and like that if that would have just sealed it for me I felt like I would have been you know down and depressed oh my life is over well but, I mean you know I took you going to jail you probably have a very successful rap career right I have a lot of rep they'd be like oh shit you yeah, well, he went to jail well let me, let me listen to this little white boy you know unfortunately sad the, 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 music, the music I had out of that yeah, I was point, like, wait, know, wasn't, wasn't the best but that was the point where it was like okay now like I'm gonna make this my life because mm-hmm. music has always been a passion of mine and I'm gonna show everybody around me that I'm gonna do what I want however I want regardless of the situation and paid off all that debt in like a year working the working a minimum wage job mind you just like working every day nah. paid that off started building a studio bought these rocket monitors and already had a laptop and, and that was it like we just started recording mixing you know I just got better and better to the point where like now I take a um, one of my favorite things to do is with my female artists. They like to cover songs, and you know, so I see how close can I get it to the original. Like, can I really make this sound like it's on the oh, on the radio? Funny you talk about feedback because um, I dropped the tape fresh out of college. So I, I left at like 19. There's titties all in the camera. And shit. Hey, hey, hey! Relax. But uh, I love behind you. You're stronger. Chill, chill. I will do. I will <laughs> put that. On. You play with me. Do it, then, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. I bet. Enemy, you know what to do. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I dropped. So I left college at 19. Um, like I said, I was interested in sports, and then I got more interested in music, and then I got more interested in nefarious activities and I was just like I need to leave this area before I get myself wrapped up in something deeper than it needs to be so I came home I kept in contact with my music friends um shout out to Polite and my buddy Sweezy and um it's my DC people and um yeah uh so I started to put together a tape I called it Senior Summer and I was just reflecting you know because a lot of anytime I make music it's always reflective so I was reflecting on that summer between, um, you know, going to like graduating high school, getting kicked out by my mom. I think I got kicked out by my mom my senior year twenty six times, twenty six in a row, consecutively every weekend. 
I get kicked out on cold so like about Thursday, Wednesday, I get kicked out for smelling like weed. Uh -oh. But the thing that always killed me and I spoke about it in that tape was that like I was a honor roll student, I worked two jobs and I was always playing sports and I did mock trial and I also did um like yearbook and shit. Like right. So it's like all my aunts who have like sons who are criminals by the time they're like 13, they're like, she'll call and be like, Alex is doing this. And they're like, you don't get the fuck off my phone. Right. Like, I'm sending my son bail money and yeah, you're calling me because your son smells like weed. Like, yeah. let them nigga smoke a blunt or something. Like, right. I was like, you see how much shit that nigga do? Like, but I literally would leave home from 8 to eight to 10 every day. That's why now, as an adult, being out of the house from like 8 in the morning and not coming back to the 10 is like regular for me. Our high school yeah. experience was way different. You were so involved. I was so detached from my high school. But it wasn't even just. 20. And I speak about it in this album as well, bro. It was just like I have this fiery will to do everything, yeah, just everything. So it wasn't even it, fuck high school. I wasn't even like, like with the school spirit shit. I literally yeah. was just like football is a thing to do. It's to push myself. Wrestling is a thing to do. Push myself. First year I started wrestling, I lost one match in the scrimmage, and then I went twelve and up, and then I went and then I, I took the uh, conference for red clay. Like, and also just the fact of just challenging myself. So I spoke a lot about it, and I poured my heart into this damn tape. None of my friends liked it, or even if they did like it, they didn't say anything. Like I, I was just like, "Yo, I'm, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna drop it." You know, why didn't they like it? I, I, here's what happened. I, I exposed people to the music, and there was just there wasn't there was no fanfare. There was no confetti. There was no yo, bro. Like there was nobody reposted it. So it. it it really fucked me up for a minute. Mm -hmm. And I thought for a while that I had to be versatile. So I started to dabble in the different lanes and it just felt like I was chasing something. It was hard to write. I was starting to get writer's block and I don't ever get writer's block. So it was a battle when first coming into that feedback. Um, shout out to my producer now, Bruce Wayne. He is the one that really got me out of that funk. Mm -hmm. So now I like to tell people, if you want to ask me what my genre is, I don't give a fuck how. So <laughs> I'm going to rap on whatever the fuck I feel like, right. and I'm yeah. just going to step real ridiculous, like, and, 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 and nefarious, right. you know? So, but to get to that point, you have to, like you said, develop the thick skin. You have to, to like, my I, the, the crazy part was I didn't have negative feedback. I just got no feedback. No feedback. It would yeah. feel like negative. Yeah, but like, that comes from your friends, right? right? And it's just like the people around you, like, don't feel the need to support you or uplift you because you know they've known you forever and you're just you, you know? and that's all you know you're just a, you're just a person to them a buddy you know and they can't see past that as like what you're going to become and I've met so many people along this journey like that are business relationships right but are like my closest friends right people that I know would do anything for me because I'd do anything for them because at the end of the day like we get shit done together Right. There's a common goal that we all have, right, to better ourselves. And we stay away from people that don't want to do that. No, that just are destructive, right? That's and that's what that's what life is about. Right? Man, I had a business associate recently who um would always tell me, you know, the reason why they wouldn't repost right. anything of mine was because they do, you know, they have a specific algorithm to what they and their people, they have a brand. And, you know, whatever, right? <laughs> but then one of their other yeah, business associates and friends was that dropped some music, and they reposted it. So, and I just, I personally, me being the funny guy, I am. I was like, what's the difference? Like, right. I want to know the metrical difference so that I can 
fill the gap, you know? Yeah. Oh, you know, it's not blah, 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 do, 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 just like the dirt. And wind up losing that business associate later down the line, kind of on, you know, the same lines of, of action where it's like, oh, you know, you're willing to operate in a certain light for other people, but not for me, but you want us to still be close. And those are the people that you really have to watch out for, especially when you're trying to define yourself because they'll try to define you for you. You know, they'll start telling you who you are and and what your intentions are. And I know me personally, I'm susceptible to that. I really will sit back and smoke and think about the like, I'm not like that. And it sucks when you have people like that around you and to the point where you feel like you gotta get rid of them for just the fit simple fact of you because it's just like if you're not gonna uplift me but I you expect me to uplift you every time you do something to protect your brand but you can't do the same for me because it's not a really your interest but you think because you're just my friend that support I was like that support don't help that internal support don't help and fucking like how Morg said yesterday on her story and shit like you can say all this stuff like oh I support you I fuck with your shit just that and the third but if you're not like actually reposting my stuff contributing to my like whatever my you know art is or some stuff right. like that you're not actually like putting my stuff out there or like showing actual support right. you're a fake fan at the end of the day you're waiting till it's like approved to you know, come to, to support me now right. when everybody else, motherfuckers who don't know me, just got off of my talent. Like you know, they'll come now. They want to support me. So because this motherfucker strangely wants to support me now, you feel like it's cool to support me, and you want to throw those things like this tabs in like, oh like I know you for like ten plus years. This and there, we do up all this together. I'm That's just cool. like, you knew me. And that was kind of where I'm just like weighing this now is so with kind of like figuring out okay like this day is now I'm like alright this is what I want you're like this is what you want to do you know like, okay you, know, you guys link up it gets the plan gets going you know you come back from all of that you know you, you bounce back late in the fourth quarter damn a little shit and at that moment now when you're defining yourself what is it that you were aiming for like cause what a lot of people don't, don't get when you ask them a question of like you know what does it mean to be you is like it's okay to look at something. Like, I, I don't like to call it a person because I'm not really looking at the person. I'm looking at the situation that the person is right. in. From my perspective, you know, I'm not worried about all the backdoor shit that's going on. Just from my perspective, what's happening. You can look at that person and you can be like, oh, um, you know, this. you can make the dream board. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you kind of have to make that dream board. So I guess the best way to word it would be like, what would what would have been on your dream board if you had one at that time when you was like, all right, look, I'm doing this shit. Like I didn't, I didn't bounce back. I got the lead. So at that time, what was in my mind mm-hmm. is where we're at right now, right? It was just to have a space that was my own, that was a studio, mm-hmm. and it was supporting me, and I could live off of it. So five years later, I'm there, right? So now, where am I going to be in the next five years? Five years. That's exactly how my mind is thinking. So I have bigger plans now because I reached these goals, you know, and now I'm looking into where can I expand, right? And how do I more automate the process of my business 
to allow power and duplicity to allow me to do other things right because i'm a great engineer and i love engineering but i don't want to engineer for 120 hours a week right i want you know but i want that much work right that's why i have other engineers other producers people who want to do the same thing as i do right and, and now I give them the opportunity to do that, to make money, to make a living off of what they love, right? Elijah close to quitting his job. My, my other engineer, Huey, don't have a job. He's an artist and engineer, and that's how he makes his living. Like, it's a blessing to be able to do something for yourself, yes, yes. but to, to give that to others and yes. to give that support and say, hey, listen, you can run with this and make a life out of it. It feels awesome. And that's more of what I want to do, right? Mm. So I want to expand what I'm doing so I can step out and then start teaching and showing, you know, kids in high school and in middle school what this path is like. Get them started started at the right time. I want to put a camera in a six-year-old's hands (laughs) for no good but all the good reasons. Right, like right. literally just be like here take it shoot ask me questions as they come I might want to try to teach you like literally just as here's how you do the basic operation go have fun and as you think of things ask me right. and then we'll curtail their learning experience based off of what would have been that pretest. Right. because that's the type of shit that bred Jaden and Willow Smith like that's why they're so advanced on so many different levels from being in an air being in a situation like you said where it's like you can give someone else the freedom right. to be who they are yeah. Yeah. that's what it's all about for me yeah. you know, allowing people to be in that nurture you know so allowing people to grow you know be their fullest selves and that's that's what music does for me right it allows me to express myself and it allows a lot of other people to do the same thing so that's just something that we enjoy doing right and we i mean we make money off of recording because we make the music sound good but we also make it an enjoyable experience like people come through because they fuck with us right and they just want to hang out with us have a good time and make some good music right? and get whatever is on their chest off yeah fucking that really that's good to hear because when a lot of people are building their dream boards they're more so looking at you know like, oh, I want to put a yacht on there. Oh, I want to put, you know, fancy clothes. And uh, whenever I used to make my dream board, it would always, like, I'd print out, like, a pot of land. Right, right. And yeah. I'd be like, yeah, this is what I'm looking at. That's what's next. <laughs> yeah. Land and build. Own something. So, when you got to that point, when you was just like, yo, I'm going to come into this. Or, or if that point is current it, for you now. Yeah. Um, well, Take a second and think about what would you, what are you gonna, what are you putting on this dream board that I'm not gonna like look and shit, like print the shit out, put it on a board, hang it up. It's a very beautiful exercise. Right. Um, but like, what, what is it that you're, that you're dreaming, you're manifesting from this, this, this shift in energy? So honestly, I don't think I've crafted a dream board per se yet mm-hmm. because to me, not in a negative way, but it seems like something where I will put the material things that I want to gain mm-hmm. out of doing what I do. And, you know, besides like camera equipment or, or like studio equipment, I have nothing that I really want out of this besides the knowledge and the experience um, so to, to really, exp- to, to, express myself and and explore my passions um i've always said that i want to do 
whatever I can in music. Um, if something fails, if I don't make it, you know, where I want to be as an artist, or if I don't make it where I want to be as a photographer, I'm gonna be a producer, or I'm gonna be, uh, you know, I'm gonna be an agent for somebody. I'm gonna help somebody figure out how they should do well, it. Because you know, because you guys were saying careers earlier, I, I like to look at it as streams of income. And when you look at it as streams of income, you're never actually making it unless what we're talking about is a like level goal. Like I want to make 100K from recording artists a year. Those are the only making it experiences when you're looking at it as a stream of income. Now, if you're looking at it like a career, it's like, oh, I made it when I'm a, like I say, if you want to be a lawyer, you made it when you're like a partner of a firm or you have your own firm, you know, that's the made it scenario. Yeah. So with what you were saying, if I could suggest anything, what I could see you put on a dream board, you could put a magnifying glass and be like, that's me, that's, I want to explore. Like I want to, you know, pick up a, 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 a metaphorical magnifying glass yeah. and I want to, and I want to comb through, you know, you could put, uh, you can just take pictures of like different studio engineering books that you might not never read because yeah. you're getting like the, the real live knowledge of practice but you're just like I want the knowledge like I want to I want the experience that's in this book I want to be able to write that book you know what I mean yeah. like you can start putting because that's when you're making a dream board that's where you really really wanted to be because that's what helps you define you when you put the material stuff that's not really a definition of you because it's really just right it's an extension yeah right it's like you know you just it's a garnish if you will to the dish but when you like I said you start to you kind of already said it like I want to explore and I want to I want to get the knowledge yeah it's really capitalizing on the the experiences that I choose to put myself into Mm -hmm. in life and learning from them and being able to you know do do what I want to with them whether that is you know to better a scenario for me later in life if um you know, I'm exploring somewhere that I don't know. I have prior knowledge or something like that. Or if I want to teach my kids to do something that, you know, they just want to do. And I want to be able to offer that knowledge because I've been through it. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's really that that's that's my dream is to. To just keep figuring out shit until until I'm not able to do it in this human form. Right. Just knowledge. <laughs> you know? Bro, they, uh, there's, a, there's another proverb. It says, there's two people that are never satisfied. The, and I'm probably saying it wrong, but it's the person who wants love for all and the person who wants knowledge for all. They'll never be satisfied. In a, in a good way, because there's always love to give and there's always knowledge to be learned. Right. You know what I mean? I think that's always a common trait, too, within like the art, artistry community, too. Whereas, like, even, like, the biggest of big, like, they're never satisfied with themselves or, like, what they've done. They'd be like, I always can just do more. Like, I want to do more. I ain't do shit yet, yeah. really. Yeah. Like, like, to even think of, like, some new artists, because people will be like, oh, well, you think about Jay-Z or Nas. But, like, let's talk about some new artists. Like, Corday was on Earn Your Leisure, mm-hmm. which is a stock, and, or just a finance uh, podcast. And they were talking on there. He said that Roddy Rich, so we just added two young artists. Roddy Rich told him they was just shooting the shit to get into crypto back when they first started getting their push into the mainstream and they started like, and they kind of crossed each other's paths. Yeah. So he said he waited like a year and Roddy kind of told, kind of told him again. Yeah. And then now if you think about it, they kind of both had that push probably around like 2014, 2015, maybe closer to 2016. Yeah. So think about probably where they were sitting now 
financially from doing things like that. It's not even just about being like just an artist, you know, being satisfied. Or even like Little Baby said, the main reason of all the artists that come from that QC, YSL. Um, but I'm saying like I'm not saying like it's just, just specific to certain art, but it's like no, within yeah, the yeah. artistry community, like with everybody who with yeah, I was just backing that up. Yeah. I'm saying like because no, but some people will always some people when you say things like that will think of an older artist. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because they feel like that's a sign of maturity. But there there are, there are a no, lot of younger artists that have that same level of maturity. Some people don't know, but the Yadi has probably some of the most gold bars out of. A lot of the young yeah. rappers, you know what I'm saying? Like, literally just bro yoins, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think him out of that generation was like, or at least that class. I always like to go by the mm-hmm. so class. Yeah. I think he out of that class, besides maybe 21, is like the most business, like, oh, savvy. Yeah. savvy. Yeah. Like, that nigga had to deal with Sprite, Target. Yeah. Like, he was yeah. just like, I don't have to do this music shit no more. Yeah. Nautica. And then came back. Yup, Nautica. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but that's. That's how you, that's where you really define who you are, like what it means to be you, is when you, is when you stretch and you challenge yourself, because that's when you see the gaps, like, okay, maybe I'm not this, maybe I'm not that, yeah. you know, I can't say where Yadi's mind was, but he probably was like, bro, I'm not just an artist, like, I'm not about to be sitting in this studio right. all day, mm-hmm. rapping on beats, stressing my mind out, smoking all this weed, doing all these drugs, exactly. when I could be doing a bunch of other shit that I'm also good at. Exactly. You know, because he said in some, when it, something he just dropped, he was saying that he don't even really smoke no more. Because um, he'd be up shit to do. Right. Really? You know what I mean? Like, I meet this person, meet that person, and like, I don't got time to smoke. And to think at the tender age of, he's probably, I think he's younger than me or the same age as me. I'm 25 this year, so he's 24, 25. Yeah, I think. To be at a point in your life where you're like, yeah, I just don't even have the time to smoke. That's, like, that's, that's great though because yeah. it's just like again you're showing progress you're not just stuck yeah. and I'm saying that people who do smoke or whatever no it's nothing stuck. nothing against anybody but to but make it's a like if you have that's like a you hard said, you decision. don't have the time to yeah, do it you got the time to do it you got the time yeah. but if he's but, saying he don't got time I mean obviously he got more important shit to do yeah right? it's, it's just to be able to make those hard decisions that's pretty much what I'm saying really defines you I had a conversation with my father the other day because um, a lot of things have just been weighing on me heavy and he just said you just like he was like all of the easy buckets don't really make a good player right. you know what I mean like a fastball down the middle and you hitting home runs no one really cares yep. you know easy shit no one's talking about now when you start doing this shit on hard right. that's what really defines you because in those moments when you want to give up but you don't, or in those moments where you want to just, right, I'm gonna stay in my lane, but you are able to to be like versatile, as you said before, that's what really starts to help you define yourself. So that's what I was kind of coming into now. Like, at when, with being so versatile, do you actually look to define yourself with music or artistry in any way, shape, or form, or are you just, you know, what is, what, is, what is the goal with that? Like, are we looking for a definition in I that mean, regard? Being an artist for me is always just about expressing who I am right. at the time, right? Or like you said, reflecting on the past. But I feel like as an artist, I'm, I've talked about my past enough. I've released mm-hmm. over 100 songs, plenty of projects, and like all talking about my life. Now the music that I want to make is just going to be about new experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So for me, music has transitioned into a creative aspect of like, I just want to make top quality music. I want to make everybody sound like a star. I want to put people on the radio. I want to put people in movies, on TV. I want to put people where they're going to make money. And my records are going to be in front of the nation, right? In front of everybody. Like I want my numbers going up, not on my music, but music that I help make, music that I put the sauce on. Um, you know, and, and further than that, right, like that's just a personal goal. I want my business to grow. I want the other engineers to all feel comfortable and continue moving forward. And like we create an environment where people just work all day, every day, whenever they want, right, coming in, booking and doing what they need to do to survive themselves. Right. And this business will pay me, right, pays them more. Right, but collectively, right, I'm always looking out for the people working for me and next to me, right? Because it's just I'm not. I'm, why would I underpay? Like I'm not into this whole slavery, big yeah, business, yeah, like big yeah, business. Yeah, really nine incomes, you, you don't gotta tax anybody, right? Right. <laughs> right. And I, the way I look at it is, I, I'm not bringing to the table any job opportunity that needs to be minimum wage right Mm. you need to have skills and provide something to me or the clients or whatever um, that makes me want to pay you some money right Right, so that you can live your life and do this and commit yourself to a goal that right is going to help a lot of other people because uh, at the end of the day like me coming up just means everybody's coming up with me if if i'm family right that means that other people around me probably aren't getting it like they should be right and that's just or even if you are succeeding and they're not getting it how they should be you know but but that's you know that's where it that's where i separated myself from my artistry i'm like i'm not gonna be the one to make me famous right i'm not gonna be the one to make me rich like i obviously you know take that upon myself i have other streams of income other than music however in this music realm i realize i'm not gonna be the solo person to break me nobody does bro so i gotta have the right the right artist to work with and the right team to push them i definitely um so going to you when you are uh talking about you know yourself the artist you know are you looking to be definitive in any way you know like are they gonna be like you know uh musician photographer uh cinematographer like are there specific names you're looking to hold or are you just you know what are you looking for in that area i i, I think I, I i think i would i would like to be recognized uh in in all things that i you know put my effort towards okay so if it's gonna be you know an artist um, yeah. i i i, I want to get to the point where I'm doing things in in, a, in such a capacity in all of the fields I choose to work in that I can I can be with the top of the top right. um, and I can talk with the people that are actually also committed to what they're doing and to expanding not only uh, their careers but the art itself and the culture of what's going on um, so if I'm an artist, I, I, I want to be, you know, on tracks with the Drakes, but I, I also 
wouldn't mind being invited to a Drake show and, and I'm his photographer. Mm -hmm. you know? um, or I wouldn't mind flying out to, you know, California and I'm working in a studio and Drake comes in and I'm, I'm running his session. So it's. I want it all. Right. I, 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 I want, want it all. It all. I want it all. But I it doesn't have to, you know, I don't have to be the, the, the best, but I want to. I want to mingle with the best because those are the people that are putting their all into it and they're they're not you know they're not bullshitting i always i kind of say it like this um my therapist laughs at me he's like you sound like a megalomaniac but i know you better <laughs> um, <laughs> but i always say i don't actually want to be best to be the best i just want to work harder than the guy that everybody says is the best you know yeah that's it I don't like, you, don't, you don't always have to have the flame to everything you do. Like a lot of the fucking most richest people and successful people are don't niggas don't know. If he's spending sixteen hours, I'm putting twenty. Because that's what you're gonna realize quickly is that um, whether you're the best now, there's always gonna be somebody better. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So uh, this... to achieve that title is it's it's for the moment mm -hmm. and. It's for that moment, and I'm I'm not focused on just that moment. You know, if it, if it, if I reach it, and you know, I want to Grammy for something cool. That's for that moment, though. Mm -hmm. Am I gonna win the next one? Am I gonna win the next one? Am I gonna win the next one? That's still to be decided. Right, that's still to be decided. But it and shouldn't be your definitive. Goal. Right, it's not. That's not. And Grammy, once I get it. You said you uh, you said you wrestled in, in uh, high school, right? I did. did you wrestle in college as well? I did not. My college did not have a wrestling program unfortunately yeah. i was going to but uh, i didn't listen then you did and you was here what did you uh which, which school did you wrestle for here i wrestled for brandon okay school. yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, unfortunately my senior year i had a uh, a season ending concussion and our final duel meet um so that was my junior year was the year i placed runner-up at Conferences mm -hmm. at AI. Because Brandywine, y'all bring the pressure. Yeah, so mm -hmm. I was, I was, I was slotted to be, you know, pretty decent my senior year. Um, I was coaching uh, JV for most of the year, especially after the concussion. Um, but yeah, that was a tough one. It was, it was against fucking Dickinson. Gotta, you know, taking shots right into the forehead, out cold. I forgot what day it was. Yeah, it was oh, that, that was a major one, but yeah. luckily bounced back, uh, and it, it was cool from there. Yeah, um, wrestling did a lot for me physically. That kind of took me away from being as athletic as I was mm -hmm. um, when I was younger, but it definitely just solidified my role in music. And that's what I was going for because it's the mentality that you were speaking on when you were saying um, how it's just for that moment. When you play an individual sport, like when you are when you play a team sport, yeah, it's kind of just for that moment, but with you have to have like this team morale that we're, we're steamrolling this. For sure. But when you're playing an individual sport like wrestling or, you know, track or swimming, you have to live in those moments. Yeah, exactly. Because, because uh, you, are, you are all you got. They're quick. Yeah. <laughs> They're quick. And they're 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 quick. They're fleeting. Yes. And like I got, I went, uh, I went like twelve and 0, eighth grade, went conferences, won. You know what I'm saying? Got my medal. Got to high school. Took an L early. 
won like the next four, nice. took another L, won the next four, then I had a season ending injury and it just changed my whole perspective on sports altogether. Um, but I, I say all that to say like all of these moments that that sport specifically brought to me was you have to even when I when I, even when I broke my ankle all the way I had a cast all the way up to my right my right leg I was high off doctor prescribed Percocets playing kind of photo San Andreas <laughs> yeah. I love that save you did there yeah. I love that save <laughs> um so you know actually it wasn't even Percocets back then it was Vicodin Oh, yeah, Jesus so Christ. I was off the Vikings, <laughs> had my leg all nice and up, I'm playing Grand Theft Auto, you know what I'm saying, got to turn a little bit to give myself lovey time, because I don't want to rub up on the cast, but it was a it was a cold <laughs> three months. It was a cold, cold right three months. But all of that taught me that, like, you have to, and, 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 and I'm still learning, I'm still practicing it, because it's a discipline type of thing. You have to live in that moment and accept it for what it is. And if it's a great moment, cool. If it's a terrible moment, cool. Like you have to have the same amount of reaction for the bad moments and the good moments. Because if not, you'll just have yourself on this perpetual high, low, high, low. And it it can be very defeating. It can be very defeating because when you lose, you lose. Mm-hmm. And when you win, you win. And I think, I, I think everybody in this room has definitely been through that type of experience. Like you said, with wrestling, you going, almost going to jail. Fucking, I know certain injuries and shit that you went through. And, I went through certain stuff and it's just like it does mold you because you do get in that deep ass depression of those like am I ever going to be like you know how am I going to bounce back how am I going to bounce back or am I ever going to get to my peak self type shit again when that wasn't even your peak and some people do let it get to the best of them I'm not going to hold you but to make through that breakthrough is it definitely is a life defining moment it's 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 about constantly building that that probably was I would encapsulate as being me it's just continually you know adding on to what you consider you know to be a part of you and just learning what else is out there and I had a physical therapist from that uh, ankle injury that gave me a saying that um is actually what it means to be me I I like to try to ask um like I said I've refined the question so I'm gonna ask you guys that question you know, you can, you can just give one statement or a couple, um, but for me, it literally just means for me, to be Lex the supervillain. It comes down to one phrase, and that phrase is, "God created me at 100%. I've since then damaged the vessel, but I'm still giving 100% of what's left. That's it. That's what it means to be that. All that." That means that no matter what the situation is, like, you, I'm guaranteeing it, like, what the, what the one guy was at Men's Warehouse, he's like, you don't like the way you like, <laughs> I guarantee it. I guarantee it. <laughs> I guarantee it. I'm giving 100% of everything I got, no matter what situation I'm in. Sometimes I burn out, you know, I have, like, the, I kind of got, like, the uh, all my awful one type thing going on, nigga. Chest started to cave in. I be looking all sickly. Mm-hmm. But nigga, when I'm on, it's like, mm-hmm. Well, hell, Shit, I am here, <laughs> So, you know, just that's kind of what it means to be me, man. And I've, I've kind of over these last episodes, last season, everything going on in my life, I've just been, you're always going to kind of revisit that. You know, you're going to revisit the dream board. Like you said, you just cleared your five-year dream board. So now it's like, clear, I got a blank canvas, you know. So with all that you just were able to achieve, you know, what does it mean to be Mr. Mars? So... I think, you know, I've done a lot of reflect, reflecting recently. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, being mindful in my environments and understanding who I am, you know, within the world. So this is a, you know, a great time to reassure, you know, that within myself, which is what I'm here to do is to bring love and knowledge um, and to spread that, you know, is to support people who might feel that, you know, they don't have everything they need to get where they want to get. Um, you know, at the end of the day, do I want to do things for myself and build? Like, yes, I know I'm a strong, independent person and I can go through whatever I need to go through. I've proved that to myself. So now I'm going to be that, you know, pillar for other people to uplift themselves. Um, that's really what it means to be Mars. So what does it mean to really be Genesis or Elijah? Yeah. What does it mean? To be Genesis, it means uh, just to remain inquisitive, uh, stay questioning, but also understanding what knowledge you attain along the way. That's pretty much what I'm here to do. Have you ever heard the Serenity Prayer? Um, I, I, I got it all these years in church. I can still be forgetting shit. <laughs> See? Um, hey, I, yeah, I'll be falling asleep and y'all gonna judge me and oh, shit. Man. Yo, this is not that. <laughs> and we was talking about you kicking the girl in the chest. She asked for it. How you gonna tell a 10 year old? How old is I? Nine to 10, you going to hell because I'm going to sleep. Whoa. What? Whoa. I don't know if she was necessarily asking for it, but however you interpreted mm -hmm. it. The oh, serenity right, prayer, though, you prayer. in church are just a bad mix of this hey, that's true. Um, it is, give me the, uh, the strength, uh, the way that I say it pretty much, give me the strength to know when I'm not strong. Give me, no, I don't know, I, just, I got I'm about to Google this shit. <laughs> Bro, this is real ism right the, here. Give me the heat. I've never heard of it either. Serenity prayer. I actually got this when I went to uh, uh, for my DUI uh, stuff at the rehab. Really? So this is, I, I say this to myself a lot. God grant me the serenity to accept things I cannot change. The courage to change the things that I can. And the wisdom to know the difference. And I like when you said, you know, to be inquisitive, but to also understand, you know, how other things are kind of happening for you. I feel like that's something, you know, I would pass along to you yeah. to just kind of, to know like, all right, this is something that I need to know. This is something I might not need to know and to have the courage to live that life yeah. all the way through, bro, for real, for real. How about you, motherfucker? Take me out. you want to kick the women in church. First off, what does it mean to be doing? What does it mean to be? I fight for my friends. Yeah. It's like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, nah. <laughs> nah. I'm, it's like, I'll never forget. It's like, nah. But um, I think, I guess what I would define myself or what makes me is similar to yours. Is like, I'm always the type to throw somebody the right support where they don't feel like, you know, they don't have anybody in their corner shit like that and I'm kind of like like you know just a big one to just like pick my body shoulder and be like the fuck are you talking about like get out there and do what you want to do like I'm always the one to try to push people That's past their limits corporate burning starts coming out and shit exactly get up soldier the fight's not done exactly like get the fuck out there like so 
So I'm always the one to push people, but then I always be the one to like, I always want to experience new type of things. Mm. Like throughout my life, and I think anybody here can also agree, like you went through so many different type of skill sets, you know, experiences, places to go, shit like that. Like, you know, I don't like to be ever locked in one thing or one place. So, like when it's always just to go and experience everything. Cause you know, yeah, one, I like to do this shit too. Like, you might as well experience the most and not just isolate yourself to just one thing, one block, one area of expertise. So it's just like, I think that's just, I think that's what defines me. And yes, in the words of the great Larry June, you only die once, so I'm living every day. Exactly. Like, you have to live every day. You can't just let, you know, the bad, you know, outweigh the good. Like, you have to, you have to have that balance so you can appreciate or of the little great moments. You know, everything has to be a glamorous moment. Mm-mm, shit don't gotta be pretty, bro. Listen, I, like, I was playing basketball yesterday, and I always tell people, I'm not into pretty wins. I like wins. That's what I'm saying. Every win To be honest, is, uh, the dirty wins be the ones I like the most. The ones I'm like, yeah. Y'all almost had me. Right. That was good, though. I got that bitch, though. Exactly. Bring uh, it in, motherfucker. But it's just like, yeah. it always, that... Stuff like that really does mean like dog like I felt the most at peace. I'm sitting on a porch with Hank yesterday. And I was just like, this is one of the most peaceful mm. moments I've had all this year. So, this is why they be doing that shit. Fact, this shit that poor shit be hitting. Yeah. Okay. Yo, right. so Four o'clock just, you say? Four right. o'clock hit the porch or right? right. <laughs> like that shit be hitting. So you just gotta enjoy those simple moments. Yeah. Not just every big you know, victory, like, just enjoy shit, because shit always can be worse for somebody, I always get on my head where it's like, somebody always got it worse. But listen, I wrestled this, I wrestled this guy from Tattenham, right, who actually went to go get states in the 180 pound division that year, when I tell you, I had him, I probably, I probably got like two takedowns, and I was, I had him in like a, a splato for a little bit. Then the next round and the third round, it was very, very much him leg riding me the whole time. Um, what I, I say to say is, people will always be like, why do you say that that's your favorite match? I'm like, because he pinned people. Mm-hmm. He didn't pin me. me. Right. I ain't on that record, dude. <laughs> I, when I dapped him up, I literally was like, you ain't pinned me, though. And he was like, you're right. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, 180, bro. Toro? Uh, the Asian boy? Mm-hmm. Yep. It was Toro? Yep. Yep. <laughs> doing me dirty bro yeah. but it was like he was doing me dirty but at the same time he was frustrated because he couldn't mm-hmm. do me how you do everybody else you know about the homie yeah. like how you call everybody else <laughs> i'm cool that's what i i ain't winning today that's fine that's fine i'm gonna take this porch though mm-hmm. i'm gonna sit on my porch though he's, 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 porch, he's, enjoy he's that, that sunlight that wind yeah. all that shit like i said every little win is a win don't mm-hmm. matter what <laughs> Like I said, it don't matter yeah. how, like, and I think that's how, like, I feel like people should, who have a passion for something, too, mm-hmm. like we said in the first season, yeah. like, every day, if you do something that's towards your passion, no matter how little it is, you get a little piece of gear, you learn something about your craft, you do anything right. that contributes to that, that's a win. Yeah. Hey, you better than you was yesterday. Yeah. You learned something and you didn't that's do something. Fair enough. So... 
Well, listen, man, we appreciate you welcoming us into the new wave, man. Always love coming here. Yo, yeah, definitely. Man. I love coming like, here. Every time I seen, like, like I said, like I said, I've been here almost from the beginning, and I seen like when it was just back there, and they that shit barely had a wall. They had they to finish this quicker than 141. Exactly. Nigga, finish this shit quicker than. We came in here and tore apart the whole house. I mean, mm-hmm. it, was, it was like smashed up like tiles on the floors mm-hmm. and the wood was so redid the whole thing. Mortgaging? Uh, we're renting right okay, now. Okay. But he but, was cool with all of the renovations. Yeah. All right, that's dope. That's dope. That's dope. That's all, like, you said all that. I was like, bro, he was cool with that. I mean, but yeah. you made his spot look nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, it looks so much better. And then they even turned this to, you know, a second studio type so, shit. So now it's like 50% business. Yeah. Listen, man. I was about to go on a big mortgaging thing. I actually was about to go grab a fucking uh, uh, ranch, not a rancher, uh, like a trailer park home that doesn't move. Yeah. Cause they're like 30 bands and you know what I'm saying? You get that mortgage, really? they're like $200 a month, like, you know, and then my fees and stuff comes like 50. But what I've come to realize is that unless, you, I mean, it might work for you, but unless you got a lot of serious money coming in there, there's no reason to really mortgage a home. Otherwise, other than just buy it out. Mm-hmm. Because, boy, mortgage plus maintenance of a house is a death sentence. And so, that's what I'm learning. When, as soon as we got responsibility, I was when my dad died, and my mom telling me all this stuff about what I'm going to have to deal with, but I get the shit. I'm just like, I, I might sell this more. You're not convinced me to keep this shit. <laughs> so, like, I would never do that. My mom fucking watches this shit. But <laughs> said allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. Magic word, people. It gets you out a lot of things. But, yeah, no, nah, it's definitely, like, it, that's why I even, am, like, use my um, VA mortgage to, like, finally get a house or Because it's just, like. But maintenance. Maintenance. I barely can maintain like you said, you're my locked car. in. You're right. locked in. Yeah. So it's, like, a crazy commitment you got to keep. You're here. Too. Exactly. You're here. You can't just like, all right, I don't feel like doing. If you, if you no get it, if you go buy a house and she's a crazy bitch, you locked in with this crazy bitch for thirty years, bro. Yeah. Unless you can find someone to come take her from you, yeah. and then you might still owe money on that. Mm-hmm. Right. So you know, so definitely uh, some little financial stuff for y'all, man. Don't don't be out here mortgaging if you don't need to. Yeah, don't, like, don't invest in something that's not gonna make you money. Facts. Yeah, that's the yeah. most important thing. Keep that shit as a hobby. Right. All right, man. It's the coolest motherfucking gentleman around. We about to get into some activity. I've been, I've been working on to this. Look, loving this. Please, I know me with the oven mitt. I am too hot for that other shit. I am too hot for the plane. Gotta handle my brain. Gotta scramble the frame through the lens. Push the Nissan, but it felt like the Benz. Feel like I've been the one over again. Feel like I don't know this version of me. I've been purging the scene of all the negativity. Come to my crib and see just how I'm living it. This is the pinnacle, top of the pyramid. That's in my living room. That's from experience. Back in my bags in the bomb. I feel like I can't do no wrong. Okay, well, maybe you right. Either you know or you don't. Either way, y'all on the road. Either way, you tryna go. Yamaha knocking, I'm sending the sounds through the flow. Look at what happens when young niggas capping. I'm bagging up, capping, and sealing it up. And it's overdue. I need a blunt. I need to roll up and smoke two at once. I need that natural feeling. I've been in the back like a villain. But don't mistake that for the actual feeling of black. And I promise I've been making money while napping my team on the bigger things. And we thinking bigger digit dreams. Mountain living things. I'm just making claims. We in 20 money one.
Cause we do not do photos Store this shit in your memories I'm turning this shit up like 10 degrees And I just been dodging these felonies No, I can't talk to my ex, no I just been getting the checks Slow bop, more shots And man, I take gin to the chest Like I'm yo pops I'm on top of everything, dog Give it a rest I be 10 toes with some dope color Like an evergreen My J kinda heavy weed Don't do general admission I'm with the wave And we in the fit, bitch Pink ones got me just feeling so different No, do some ace I'm rolling out this bitch Don't get it fucked up or twisted I'm getting my bucks up Like I'm Giannis, be honest, I pull all the haters, be honest, and haters in front of Yeah, yeah. I'll leave it at that. Wishes never